Well, I lied to you last week. I told you that we were going to be, we're, we were done. We were at the end of our um, Kingdom of God Is series. And as I started thinking about having this compassion experience this week and the opportunity for you to also hear about the Compassion International Ministry, I thought, you know what? I want to, I want to couch what I want to talk to you about in this same idea of the Kingdom of God Is. And the title this morning is The Kingdom of God Is About Investments. And I love the word investment. I think the word investment has such a there's, a, there's a boldness to the word investment. There's an intentionality. There's a st- strategy. There's, but there's a hope and a mystery. There's about something that's building and it's something that's growing. Investments is a good word. And the kingdom of God is about investments. And here's why I want to use that word, because the truth is, friends, that as we've been talking about the kingdom of God, one of the things that you've gotten between the lines, is, as we've said it both clearly and opaquely, we've said, this kingdom of God is coming, and it's coming fully, and one day it will come in its fullness. Jesus is coming back to bring the kingdom fully. And what do we do while we wait for it to come? We invest in it. We invest in its coming. What do we do when we wait for the kingdom of God to come? We invest in kingdom values. We invest in kingdom endeavors. We invest that the kingdom would come on earth as it is in heaven now, even as it's unfolding. Does that make sense? Think about what investing is. It's to put money or capital to use in order to gain profitable returns. That's right out of the dictionary. I love this. Put capital, put our resources, all that we are, all that we have to use in order to gain profitable returns. When we invest in the kingdom, when we invest in God's kingdom, which is what we want to talk about this morning, we're putting all that we are. This is not just about money. If you slip into hearing me thinking as I'm talking about investment that this is about money today, that's just part of it, and it's part of the language. But we invest, we talk about investing in God's kingdom, we're talking about putting all of us, all that we have, all of our capital to use so that the kingdom will come more fully now. That's what we're doing. That's what we do while we wait for the kingdom to come fully. We invest in it coming fully, and it will have profitable returns. And so this morning we're going to talk about investing in the kingdom, we're going to talk about things like Compassion International, Because those are the kinds of things in which we should be investing. Because freeing children from poverty one at a time in Jesus' name, for example, is very kingdom, is it not? And it's an illustration of the many kingdom things we should be doing. The values of God's heart, the the mercy and the love and the grace and the transforming power and the justice. It's all of God's heart. So we're going to talk about things. That's why we're talking about compassion, because it's the kind of thing in which we should be investing. And, and by the way, my hope is also that at the end, you're, um, this morning when we're done preaching, I'm going to ask if you want to sponsor a child, and hopefully you'll go do that as an easy on-ramp to investing in the kingdom. Now, I'm going to bring you to a text in Matthew 25, and it's the story of, it's kind of famously known as the parable of the talents. And really what it means is, and I think in our modern translation, it's a, it's a parable about bags of gold. But before I get there, I, don't, I want to remind you of the context of this. And you can turn to it if you want. Turn to it in the, in the Bibles in front of you. In fact, I'm not going to have the whole thing on the screen because it was rather lengthy. But before we get there, I just want to say one word about context, and this is the word about context. The context of Matthew 25, the context of Jesus sharing this story about this 
parable of the talents. Oh, can I tell you what the, t- the story is in case you're like, wait, what's the parable of the talents? It's that a guy, Jesus told a story about a guy who went away and he said to his servants, listen, take care of my stuff. You have five bags of gold. You have two bags of gold. You have one bag of gold. Invest it till I come back. And then the story about what they did with it. It's about investing. But I want you to know before we read it that the context is about Jesus coming back. It's about the fact that the kingdom will come fully and the hearers were introduced to this question, what do we do until you come back? And the answer is, invest in the kingdom. Invest in the kingdom. Put all of your capital to use so that the kingdom will come more fully now as we wait for it to unfold fully. So as I read this text, I want you to consider this context, which is asking, what do we do while we wait for the fullness of the kingdom? And it's because, friends, you're going to find that it's it's about us being ready for Christ's coming back by doing more than playing it safe, taking care of ourselves, and passing the time. What we do as we wait is more about playing it safe, more than playing it safe, taking care of ourselves, and passing time. It's about investing in the kingdom. Being ready for his return demands the kind of service where we're all ready investing in the kingdom coming and being manifest. What do I do, God? One day we're all gonna be with you in the kingdom when it comes fully. What do I do now? Invest and serve in such a way that you're already helping the kingdom to come and be manifest now. That's the answer to this. With that, look at the text. Jesus said, again, it, it will be the kingdom of God. He's been teaching about the kingdom of God. Again, the kingdom of God will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and trusted his wealth to them. To each one he gave five bags, sorry, to one he gave five bags of gold to another two bags, to another one bag, each according to his ability. And then he went on his journey, and the man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work, and he gained five more. So also the one with two bags gained two more. And so you think the way the story unfolds, the guy that got one bag invested in and got one more, right? But instead, the way the story's told, Jesus is telling the story, the, the, the man who received one bag of gold went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. Listen, I hope you're following along with this. This is what happened afterward. You get the point. You already told it once. These guys were given by this master according to their ability, meaning not not according to you're great and you're awesome and you're going to get five, but according to who they were, according to their circumstances, according to the master's discretion. They got what they got. And everybody has something different, by the way, in terms of resources, capital, to put to use for the kingdom. Everybody's got different stuff. He gives all these guys different stuff, and they put it to use, and it produces a profitable gain. Do you see it? It grows. Five bags, the guy with five bags got five bags more, 10 bags of gold. Guy with two bags gets two bags more, four bags of gold. Guy who gets one bag, he digs a hole. Master comes back. To the man who received five bags of gold and brought the, he brought the other five, he said, Master, you entrusted me with five bags of gold, so you have gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. 
The man with two bags of gold also came. Master, he said, you've entrusted me with two bags of gold. See, I've gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things. I'll put you in charge of many things. Come and share in your master's happiness. But the man who'd received one bag of gold said, Master, I knew you're a hard man. You can harvest where you have not sown and gather where you've not scattered seeds. So I was afraid of you. And I went out and I hid your gold in the ground. So here's what belongs to you. Here's your one bag. The master replied, you wicked and lazy servant. You knew that that I could harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well, then you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers, and then when I returned, I would have, it, have received it back with interest. So take, listen, so take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has 10 bags. For whoever has will be given more, and they will have abundance. And whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them and throw that servant out of the kingdom. Throw him out into the darkness where there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. That, friends, is the word of the Lord. The main point of this parable, and this phrase is repeated at least three other times by Jesus, is to everyone who has, more is going to be given. Friends, that is about investing. To everyone who has, more will be given. Look at this slide and look at this meaning. This is what it's about. That those, Jesus teaches, who seek to make investments in the kingdom... Investments of all kinds in the kingdom for themselves, for others, they will become richer. Life will become richer. The kingdom will be more manifest. Life is as it was designed to be. Look at those phrases again. Those who seek to make investments in the kingdom for themselves and for others will become richer. And those who neglect or squander what is given them will become impoverished, spiritually impoverished, even what they have being taken from them, even losing what it is that they have. Wow. The question is, in the context of Jesus' teaching, what do we do as we live here now waiting for the kingdom to come fully? And the answer is, invest in the kingdom to come more and more and you will find life and you will have more of what you were designed to have and this world will be more and more of what it was designed to be. There will be more, keep bringing more, invest in more and there will be profitable gain or not. And then we will see ourselves and our world increasingly spiritually impoverished. That's how we wait. We invest in the kingdom of God or not. And when we invest, it's the abundance and blessing and power and presence of God more and more and more in us, through us, around us, in our world. If not, we all increasingly become spiritually impoverished. Is that a word? Okay, I should quit, but I won't. Here's some thoughts about being investing people. A few thoughts about kingdom investments. One, kingdom investments are for the king. Kingdom investments are for the king. A couple of thoughts about this. One, he is king after all, friends. And so our investments are for him. So we are obedient, aligned with him, responsive, lifelong, sold out, graceful servants, grace, grateful servants to his mercy, 
to our Lord who has mercifully rescued us. He's the king, so our investments are for him. This isn't about us. This is the bigger story. He's the king, so our investments are about leaning in to our service to the king. Our kingdom investments are for the king. It's also for him in this sort of a way. This is interesting. It's sort of for him. Later in the chapter, Jesus was telling another parable where a king said, truly, I tell you, whatever you did for the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for what? Me. It's actually for him. When we invest in the kingdom, we're actually doing it for him. We never look at another human being without looking at them through the grid of the very presence of the Savior Jesus in us, on them, for them. So we actually do it for him. So whenever we invest in the kingdom, we're investing for him. So it's for the king. There's another way, in fact, that it's for the king. And this specifically relates to giving to the poor and giving to to those issues which would increase justice. Because the scriptures teach this, this is interesting, that as servants of the king, we're actually lending our resources to the king when we care for the poor. Have you heard that verse before? Proverbs 19.17 says this, he who is kind to the poor lends to the Lord and he will reward him for what he has done. Is that a fascinating look at it? He who lends to the poor I mean, sorry, he who is kind to the poor lends to the Lord. They're lending their resources to the Lord. Friends, when we live out kingdom values, in particular when we're giving to the poor, it's like we're lending our resources to God and the scriptures promise he will repay you. He's going to pay you back. God, you want to borrow this money as I care for the poor so you can use it? Is that fascinating? And he goes, yeah, I'm going to reward you for what you've done. And we're all beyond thinking that's about prosperity doctrine. It's not about being, oh, good, I'm going to get my car because I gave kindness to the poor. This reward, friends, is spiritual gain. He who has will be given more. This is for him. Investments, kingdom investments are for the king. It's all about him. And I've asked you this over and over again in the last few weeks. Is he your king? I love that some of you answered yes. That was awesome. It was rhetorical, but bring it. Because some of us have to say, you know what, if I'm honest, I serve myself. I've got to settle this issue. And I will be an investor in God's kingdom coming for him. Because after all, he is king. Second, kingdom investments are for the king too. Their kingdom investments are what bring life, meaning, and fulfillment. They're what brings, kingdom investments bring meaning and fulfillment to your life. It's what you were designed to do to live in the kingdom. The irony of it is that when we strive to make ourselves happy, when we strive for something that we think will be good for us and what we want to do for us and that will bring us happiness and joy and peace, we almost invariably end up sooner rather than later disappointed and somewhat depressed. It is a universal principle that when we live for ourselves, we can never quite fulfill ourselves. But we were designed as kingdom people to give our life away and get joy and come alive by dying to ourselves. This is exactly what Jesus taught in this verse that I know you know from Matthew 16, 25. He says this, for whoever wants to save his life will lose it. You can't get it. You can't make life work for you. If you want life, 
It's about life in the kingdom, and it's about giving yourself away, because Jesus wanted to say so, for, but for whoever loses his life, gives up his life for me, then we find it. What brings life meaning and fulfillment is kingdom investing. You see this verse 29 in our, in our text. To those who have more, more will be given, and the opposite is true. This is why we're not happy. Because we've been trying to find life in making ourselves happy. But kingdom investments, dying to ourselves, giving ourselves away the way that God gave himself and gave his son for us as an example, giving ourselves away to other people, to the kingdom, to the poor, that's what we were designed to do to bring happiness. Any of you have ever been on a service project where you were terrified to go because you knew it was going to be an awful day and you really wanted to be in your sweatpants watching TV? Like, have you ever been on a service project or a mission trip and you were like, this is going to be really rough? And you were right, it was really rough. Every one of you know that at the end of that, you're like, oh my gosh, that was the greatest week of my life. Universally, 100% of that time that happens. Can anybody give a testimony of that? Is that true? Yeah. It's mind-blowing. But we're still like, I don't want to do that. Let me try to find life by doing this. Kingdom investments, what bring life meaning? All right. And last, this three, threefold phrase, we can show them all there. Kingdom investments are intentional, strategic, sacrificial. Kingdom investments are intentional, strategic, and sacrificial. They're intentional, meaning we make a choice to say with intent, I will serve the king. Oh, I have settled the issue. He's king. And so I will choose now where I'm going to make my investments in the kingdom. That's intentional. Strategic, we apply ourselves in ways that make so much sense with who we are and where he's put us and what he's given us. We ask questions like, where's God at work around me? Where do I see God at work? And then where does, what does he want to see happen? What are his values in the world? And then what does he want to see happen through my investment in it, through my participation in it, through where I am and who I am and what I have and what he gives? By the way, because whatever he, he, you have is what he's given you, and he's given it to you to invest in it, in the kingdom. And so we invest strategically. It's not sort of a haphazard approach to, well, maybe I'll do some good deeds. It's strategically saying, where's God at work near me? What does he want to see happen there? And what is my role in it? What do I have to offer to this situation? And so we think through strategically. And you have two main strategic realities, friends. One of them is that you see that God is working in Marin. And so your kingdom investment should be intentionally and strategically pursued around where he's got you and where you live and who you're connected with and what church is, is here being God's hands and feet in the community. That's the strategic reality for you. He's working in Marin. Strategic, strategic reality too. He's working all over the world, and we have to look up and get beyond the fact that he's working in places beyond Marin. So we have two things we got to deal with, where he's put you right here and what he's doing around the world, which will, which will create in us the strategic plan of they don't have people to care for them there, but I have resources to do it here. So we just think strategically. Are you invested strategically in the kingdom coming in Marin? This is why we unapologetically offer the opportunities to serve here. We offer unapologetically preaching about giving of your tithe to the local church so that we can do ministry and reach Marin County. And your tithe goes to many places around the world. But as you know, of course, primarily to create this ministry base here. 
but then the strategic reality that God is working in the neediest places around the world, and part of what he's given you are resources to make an impact, even though it's far away, because they don't have an impact. They don't have the resources to have an impact where they are. And so your kingdom investment should be intentionally and strategically pursued toward those places. So not only does God love your neighbor in Marin, but he has a special heart for the poor. The scripture teaches that. And so we ask the question, where's God at work out there? Where's God at work in the poor out there? Where's God at work in those that are desperate and lost? And how can I invest in it? And so we'll keep giving you easy on-ramps to invest. We know you have a heart for the poor. We know that you know the statistics. We know that you watch the news. We know that you read well and you're well-informed. We know that you know that a, that a billion people go to bed hungry every night. 600 million children in our world are living in extreme poverty. Half of our world, half, three billion people in our world live on $2.50 a day or less. We know you know this, and so we're going to give you opportunities and on-ramps to be strategically invested with what God has given you to make a difference. The kingdom of God, the, the, the kingdom investments are intentional, strategic, and then sacrificial. They're sacrificial. And why would I say that? Do they have to be sacrificial? I think they kind of do. Because I think God is our example in his sacrificial love in sending Jesus. God so loved the world that he literally had skin in the game. It was so costly. And I think he goes, you want to invest in the kingdom to really get your head around, do I live for God? Do I trust him? This world is not my home. This is what I'm longing for. If we, God's really going to communicate that to our deepest places, I think he calls us to sacrificial investments to where we go, oh man, if God isn't real, I don't know if this is going to, like, this scares me. So there's a sacrificial piece to it, and it reminds us then daily as we're investing sacrificially, giving ourselves away sacrificially, whether that's financially or with our time or with our heart, giving ourselves away, it reminds us of these two kingdom realities that all we have is from him and all we have is for him. All we have is from him and all we have is for him. I'm all in. Are you practicing that kind of God centeredness, and therefore investing. So permit us, friends, the role of continuing to offer you opportunities to invest, to join God where he is at work, both near and far away with all of your resources and your capital. I'm going to pray to that end before we move on to the next thing. Join me, would you? Oh God, would you come? Would you come and you meet us in this kind of a hard word? Would you come, God, and speak deeply to our heart and our soul about how it is that we can be this intentional and strategic and sacrificial? Because, God, we want to live for you. We do not want to pass time. We do not want to just hang around until your kingdom comes, God. We want to be investing in having it come more and more and more. Fulfill your promise, God, in us as we step out. 
not just today, but in this next season of our life and hearing this Kingdom of God series as we step out to be kingdom people, including our investments, God, for you. Continue deeply to communicate to us that to those who have more will be given. That more kingdom would come, more life would come, more healing and transformation in us, through us, in the world. Oh God, we long to be your people. Keep showing up and helping us figure out how to do that together. What a joy to be in this together. In the name of Christ, amen.